There we go. There you go. Yeah, Lord, we thank you for being with us today. And we, uh, we ask you to remove any distraction that we came in here with. And Lord, we ask you to help us re receive what you have for us today. And Lord, even for many of us, this message is something we've heard many times. But Lord, would you bring out something new today that we are able to embrace and walk in, in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning when I was uh, getting ready, I, I pulled out my coin. I'm sure all of you carry your coin. I, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I was reading again. It says, men of strength and power, men of strength and power are a rare breed. And, and uh, when, we, when this uh, Man Academy first started, I was telling the group that I was in, the first one I came to was... Uh, and I, get, I know you guys know this, but you guys were chosen for this. Now, the groups that are following you are given an opportunity to be a part of it, but they were not, don't take this the wrong way. I'm not saying that they're not chosen. I'm just saying you specifically were chosen for this first group. And so embracing that the messages that are given here and walking in those messages is critical to the guys who are coming after you all of us have an influence not just in our family but every place that we go so when we talk about the kingdom of god and by the way it's the number one lesson we kind of moved didn't we we zach we, we moved them around we took the liberty of doing that so if you look in your book because i'm going to actually go through i normally don't do this but I tell you, there is so much good material in this manual. I hope you brought it. Is It's the first week. So it's week number one, even though this is week number seven, I think. The Introduction to Kingdom Living. And that first blank, by the way, you should have on your table the uh, comparison between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of God. And this is really some good information. You don't necessarily have to look at this now. There is a place in your manual where you can kind of go through some of these things. Not everything in here is going to speak to you, but there's some things on this list that will speak to you personally. So I encourage you when you get time, you can go through this. We may talk about it a little bit if we have time. The first blank that's there thought we might have a board up here, but I guess we don't. I get it, Don't worry about it. That's all right. The first blank is, our spirits, bodies, and souls long for freedom. If you'll remember the passage in John 8, and Jesus was saying, He said, if you abide in my word, then you're truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you remember what the Jews said after He said that? What the Jews, in fact, it says that Jesus was speaking to the Jews who had believed. These were not unbelieving Jews. When he said, and you shall be free, they said, what are you talking about? We're descendants of Abraham. What do you say we're not free? And I'm telling you guys, in this room, we can get the attitude of, well, I've been freed from all that stuff. I don't need any more freedom. Man, you're setting yourself up for a failure. If, if you don't realize, guys, we need freedom every day, every moment. You can walk out of this room 
and see a woman that's not dressed the way that she should be dressed, and you can be in bondage in just a few minutes. I'm not saying to every one of you, maybe, maybe that's not something you struggle with, but you got to have freedom at the forefront of your mind. That's something that we all long for. That's what the Scripture says. So we all need freedom more. And so in the kingdom of God, what we're talking about, what is the kingdom of God? You think about that. What is the kingdom? Because that's really what Jesus preached about more than salvation. That's the message we give a lot of times is salvation, deliverance. But the kingdom is what Jesus talked about. He said the kingdom of God has come. Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. So when Jesus talks about the kingdom, what is the kingdom? Well, simply in this little number two, the kingdom is any place the king has rule, governance, and dominion. Any place where the king is on the throne. Now listen, this is not just a physical place, right? We're not talking about some kind of physical kingdom. Although, when you go into a room in your workplace, in your house, wherever you go, you carry the kingdom of God with you. And you, you can tell every spirit that is there that is not of the kingdom of God that it has to submit to the king because you are carrying the kingdom wherever you go. I hope you understand that. You are carrying the kingdom. So wherever the king rules, first of all, he has to rule in our hearts and in our lives. Because, guys, I know you know this, but there are so many thoughts that can come into our minds. There's so many things that we can see and hear that get us distracted or cause us to maybe go back to the kingdom of darkness. Maybe not go back, but have a tendency to waffle back and forth is that we have to continually think about that we are carrying the kingdom of God with us. The Spirit of the living God is within you and me. And we are advancing His kingdom wherever you go. Now, the enemy will come to you sometimes and say, Man, you're a sorry. You don't carry the kingdom very well because you fall flat on your face. Well, you can just tell him, Listen, buddy, you've already lost, and I know where you're headed, but I'm headed up and you're headed down. You're headed to the darkness and I'm headed to the light. And really, you are the carriers of light. When you enter a room, I don't care if there's, it is totally dark. The darkness has to flee because you carry the light. And you know that's true in the physical realm. It just takes a little bit of light and the darkness has to flee. And that's who you are, is you're bringing light to this world. And so the darkness has to flee. Okay. Watch the kingdom of God, any place where the king has rule, governance, and dominion. Freedom, number three. Freedom is yielding areas of our hearts and lives to the ruling presence of the one who is the way and the truth and the life, Jesus. Freedom is yielding areas of our hearts and lives to the ruling presence of the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus. 
Listen, that process of yielding is a continual process. I know some of you are close to my age, some of you are young bucks, and you think, man, if I'll just ever get past this thing in my life, I'm going to be home free. Can I tell you that yielding is a process that continues through our whole life. Each moment of the day, we have to yield to the will of the Father instead of our own will. So freedom starts with yielding our hearts and our lives to His presence. Remember what the Scripture says? It says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where His Spirit is. Now listen, you're carrying His Spirit. He is in you. But we have to recognize that and yield to the influence of the Spirit. Zach and I and some of you, we were talking about high school football before we started here. I hate to admit it, but I was at a football game Friday night and I did yell at the referees a few times. Not quite as much as my nephew who came from Tennessee to see my grandson play and halt him. We played. I've never seen any referees worse than that. I'm, I'm sure you've never seen any. Anyway, you think about that. Emotions can take over our lives and we can fall back to the old nature. Now, if you say that's not me, you're lying. Because I'm telling you, the things can happen. That's really where we find out whether or not we're yielding to the Spirit in our lives. Is when, when problems occur, things happen. Uh, I think it was James Dobbs, Dobson. I'm getting off track here a little bit. But James Dobson said, before you marry... He was talking to young men about getting married. He said, before you marry someone, make sure you take her on a camping trip so that you can see the real person. <laughs> You're thinking, oh, I should have taken my wife on a camping trip. <laughs> you know who the real person is? It's when you're in the middle of the fire. Isn't it true? Now, we grow into the real person who God has called us to be. But you can't do that unless you're in the fire. And you have the opportunity to yield to the Spirit in your life. We have to yield moment by moment. Sometimes that yielding is because my brother helps me yield. I hope you got guys in your life, and I know you do because you're in here, but I hope you have men in your life that you have given permission to speak to you when you are not yielding to the Spirit. Because if you do not have a man in your life that you've given him permission, then you're headed for trouble. If you're out there by yourself and you're not submitting yourself to other men, now this is really what this is all about. We submit ourselves to one another. Now if you're married, the scripture says that you also submit to your wife. The scripture says submit one to another out of reverence for Christ. So you've got to have other men so that you can yield to the Spirit. Freedom is yielding to the presence of the Lord. God has, this is number four, God has a kingdom perspective for our everyday lives. 
a kingdom perspective for our everyday lives. You've heard the expression before, things are not as they seem. I don't know about you, but I've gone through so much of my life just looking at the natural realm and ignoring the, the, the unseen. Now, on occasion, I would think about the unseen in a situation, but too many times I get distracted. If I go into a room, go into a situation, I don't start looking at the unseen. Now, you might think, what is that about? No, no. The kingdom of God many times is not seen, but it's unseen, but it's more real than what we see. Remember what the Scripture says in, uh, I think it's 2 Corinthians... uh, I'll, I'll find it later. Second, Second Corinthians 3, it, it talks about we don't look at the seen, but we look at the unseen because the seen is temporary and the unseen is eternal. So when you, when you, uh, when you have a perspective in God's kingdom, when you look at a situation, you, come, you can look and say, well, Lord, show me what's going on here. It's something more than I see with my eyes. There is something behind this, whether it's in your workplace or in your home. Uh, I, uh, I've got several people who work for me, and uh, some of y'all know this, but I'll tell you anyway. You, you can pray for... We had a guy in our office that had gone through a terrible divorce a couple of years ago, and... Um, We didn't really know that it was as bad as it was. But he ended up taking his own life. This has been several months ago. He took his life. And I asked the guy, his supervisor, I said, did you see anything? No. He said, no, man, he's been a great employee. He's done a great job. He's done better the last few months than he's ever done. And then he takes his own life. And so... Just from that, there are more things going on than any of us know. We might think we know things, but there's a lot more that's going on. And so what we decided to do, the partners in my company, you know what we said? Because if you work for somebody or you employ somebody, the relationship is kind of tenuous. It's it's difficult to get really deep for most because it can be a little tricky. So we asked Quinn Conley, Quinn, would you come and be our chaplain? Because we don't want this to happen to another one of our employees. Would you bring, we are all charged to bring the kingdom of God wherever we are. Quinn, would you bring the kingdom of God to every one of us? Some of our employees are not believers. And it's obviously volunteer. But once they have a taste of the Spirit of God through Quinn, then some of them say, well, can we go out again? Can we we talk a little more? You think about how God wants you to advance the kingdom wherever you are, whether it's in your workplace, in your home, wherever you go. Say, Lord, how can I advance your kingdom that's within me even more? Even create a boldness in me that I'm not ashamed to speak up and look in some the Lord gives you a word for somebody in Walmart or wherever you are. The kingdom of God, God has a kingdom perspective for every day of our lives. How many of you have ever took that? It was uh, several years ago, there was a a class that came out called Experiencing God 
by Henry Blackaby. Any of y'all ever do that? Do y'all remember one of the things? If y'all, some of you guys have never done that. It's great material. I mean, it's a great study. Henry Blackaby said, find out where God is working and join Him there. You know what? Advancing the kingdom of God is say, Lord, show me where you're working. Show me what you're doing. You know what? When he, if you pray that, He will do it. He will show you things that you cannot see otherwise. Just ask Him. Lord, show me where you're working. And you know what happens? When He shows you where He's working, listen, this is important. When He shows you where He is working, that is your invitation to join Him. Because He would not show you unless He sinned. Come on. Okay, this is, this is what I'm doing. Come on. So you ask Him, Lord, show me where you're working. And He will give you the invitation and show you. It's different in all of our lives. But you carry the kingdom of God with you. We can't do everything, but you have a point of influence in your life that other men do not have. Say, Lord, show me what you're doing. Okay, number five. Through the blood of Jesus, we now have the power of choice. That can be for good. That can be for bad. He gave us the power of choice. Zach and I were talking about kids today and giving the power of choice to some kids and they'll choose whatever is the easiest way. Hey, listen, the adults do the same thing. Whatever's easiest, you choose it. It's all about me. But we have the choice for righteousness that we can choose to go the other way. Before we get on this next page, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go through the rest of these. We may, go, we may come back to these uh, some of these uh, tenets on this first page, but the next one is Jesus secured our freedom on the cross. I've heard people say before, well, you know, there's nothing really for me to do because Jesus has already won the war. You ever heard anybody say that? Maybe you've had that attitude yourself. Hey, listen. Man, I'm home free. Jesus paid my debt on the cross and I'm headed to glory and I'm, I'm good, man. Uh, I, I Google, you know, Google knows everything, but uh, I, I Googled uh, a question about, you, you know, the major conflicts in the world. Like, think about, it wasn't that long ago for the Civil War, World War II, all of these wars that took place, I just asked the question, how many battles occurred after the war was over? It's pretty interesting. Several. Several battles continued even after the war was over. In World War II, there was a, J a Japanese, very famous, you probably heard this before, there was a guy in the Philippines that was a Japanese soldier who stayed in the jungle for almost 30 years till 1974 as a combatant. Y'all ever heard that? Listen, I'm 
after the Civil War, there were several battles after Appomattox. We know that the war is over because Jesus won the war on the cross. But I'm telling you, there are a lot of battles that are still taking place. I've asked the Lord before, I said, Lord, why? Why did you let the enemy have dominion over this world for a period of time? He does. He is the prince of this world. You see all the evil and the darkness that's in this world? Who do you think's behind that? Why, Lord, did you give him the opportunity for him to have dominion in this world? For the kingdom of darkness to rule in so many places. I even asked him again today. You know what? He gave me an answer this morning. I thought it was pretty interesting. You want to know what the answer he gave me? Why did you let him? So I can show my power and glory when I destroy the works of the devil. Through my men who are carrying my kingdom with them. You carry the kingdom of light with you. When you walk into a room, you can say the same thing that Jesus said. The kingdom of God is near because His Spirit is in you and you're carrying His kingdom in every, every kingdom of darkness, every spot. I tell you, there's a lot of darkness in this world. A lot of darkness. And it seems like it's getting darker every day. Remember what Don Fento said when he was here? He said, when darkness rises or when the unholy rises... The holy also rises with it. And so that's the call for you and me. When we talk about the advancing the kingdom of God, you and I are to rise up. Not be, not be cowards when we see the kingdom of darkness reigning in this world. Listen, it's easy to see the kingdom of darkness reigning in different people's lives, in our own lives sometimes. But we cannot be a coward we have to be bold as a lion and advance His kingdom wherever we are. In our workplace, in our home, wherever you find yourself, just out on the street, we advance His kingdom. Jesus secured our freedom on the cross. But the very nature of the kingdom, this is number seven, the very nature of the kingdom is to advance. His kingdom is advancing. You're part of His kingdom advancing. Uh, if you've never been on a short-term mission trip, man, you need to do that. If you say, well, I don't have the money or the time, say, Lord, would you provide the money? Provide the time so I can go on a mission. Listen, you can advance His kingdom if you've never been there anywhere on someplace besides your own setting here, is ask the Lord, provide the money and the time for me to go on a short-term mission trip so I can advance your kingdom even around the world. You don't have to go around the world because there are plenty of places to advance His kingdom here. A lot of places here. But you can, the bigger the perspective, that's the thing that all of us need to do. Sometimes our perspective is just a little too small. We need to think about His kingdom advancing around the world, wherever we are. We invite missionaries here all the time. There are opportunities around the world. There are opportunities here. But advancing His kingdom, that's the nature. The very nature of the kingdom is to advance. Now, if you look at some of the scriptures, and we'll do that 
Uh, wow, we got lots of things to cover, but not a whole lot of time. <clears throat> uh, you remember what Romans 12 on, the, on page 7 of your manual, Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you might ask the question, well, why renew my mind? Does your mind need to be renewed? Daily. Moment by moment. Because like I said in the beginning, what we see comes into our eyes. What we hear, the thoughts that we have. Man, we, it's got to be renewed. Well, how is it renewed? It says renewed by the Word. Is we got to put the Word... Listen, if you're not in the habit of reading the Word or listening to the Word, getting the Word into you, I'm telling you, there's stuff that's coming into you. There is. Because we're all influenced by what we see, what we hear. If you're not putting the Word into you, the other stuff that's coming into you is taking rain. And so I, it's, it's a continual process of being renewed. So what does a renewed mind look like or a transformed mind? Don Fento wrote a, a devotional not too long ago, and he talked about the opposite spirit. Do you all remember that? Any of you remember that devotional? It was a great devotional. Go back and look at some of Don Fento's. You can go online and look at some of his devotionals. He talked about the opposite spirit, that the man of God has the opposite spirit that's in this world. So when someone curses you, you don't curse them back. What do you do? You bless them. Now that's stupid, isn't it? Somebody curses you and you bless them. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That's the Word of God. You, you bless them. Now, why do you do that? I'm telling you, there's a number of reasons why you do it. But I tell you, the best reason to do it is what Jesus said is, give and it will be given to you. Good measure pressed down into your lap. Whatever you give will be given back to you. By the standard of measure that you give, it will be measured to you back in return. If someone curses you, uh, one of our politicians, I don't know if y'all seen this recently or not, but many of the politicians, not just Republicans, I've heard Democrats too, is they're out eating in a restaurant and people come up and start cursing them. Y'all seen that? For whatever reason, whatever political persuasion they are, they start cursing them. Well, one of the, I'm not even going to tell you his name, but one of the politicians, you know what his response was? God bless you. God bless you. Now, if somebody's cursing me with my wife right there, the old man would be standing up saying, let's go to fisticuffs. Now, I'm not as strong as I used to be, but I know where to hit first. <laughs> that, that is not the opposite spirit. That's the spirit of the world. So as men of God advancing His kingdom, the kingdom of God in you, we are to have the opposite spirit. And if you'll read, we don't have time to go through it right now, but Romans uh, 12, verses 9 through 21, it gives you the conduct of a follower of Christ. You can read that later. Romans 12, it's 1 and 2 is about being transformed. 
by the renewing of your mind, but verses 9 through 21 tells you about the opposite spirit. And that is the evidence of a transformed mind. Isn't it? The proof is in the pudding. You heard that expression? Now, I know some of you are too young to know what that means. But, I mean, that's what my grandpa used to always say. The proof's in the pudding. Let's see. Is that what you really believe? Let's see if it comes out in your life. Do you really believe it? Well, if you really believe it, I'm going to see it. So the evidence of a transformed mind is going to be the things that are listed in the Scripture there. Blessing those who curse you. Praying for those who persecute you. The opposite spirit. Listen, we all have the capability by the power of the Holy Spirit living within you and me is to have and to live and to proclaim the opposite spirit of this world. Because the spirit of darkness is the spirit that's in this world. Okay. When we uh, have the word within us and our, and our mind is transformed, we have the ability to discern. Anybody need discernment besides me? Remember what I said? Things are not as they seem. Few things can you tell what's going on just by what you see. Few things are what they, as they seem. So with a discerning mind, we are able to discern the will of God, is what the Scripture says, what's good, acceptable, and perfect. Then we are able to choose to follow the kingdom. We are the citizens. Jesus on the cross... He purchased our right to be a citizen of the kingdom. And in Romans 5, 6, this is in the middle of page 7, the scripture says, what was our condition before Christ? And I I don't know what kind of version of the the Bible that you read, English Standard Version, I think is what the church primarily uses. But I tell you, there's a lot of good translations out there. Periodically, look at some of the other translations. The New Living Translation puts it this way. When we were utterly helpless, when we were utterly helpless, Jesus came at the right time and He died for us. Have you ever been utterly helpless? Man, that's contrary to our pull yourself up by your bootstraps. That is something that many of us are plagued with is this spirit of control. I got to be in control. I'm telling you, you want the Spirit of God to move in your life, that word yielding is also communicating when we were utterly helpless. I dare say that the growth in your life and the Spirit of God in your life has been times when you have felt utterly helpless. Is that true? I'm telling you. When you see a a loved one that is on their deathbed and there is nothing that you can do, except love them. When you see a child or a grandchild making decisions that you know will bring destruction in their lives, and what do you do? You're utterly helpless. There's nothing I can do. But I'm telling you, when that happens, the Spirit of God will rise up in you and show you that He is with us 
and He will empower us to deal with every circumstance because His kingdom is in you. And we are advancing His kingdom. That's the condition we were. What did God do about our condition? Romans 8, 3. He fulfilled the requirements of the law. You know all of this. We could not, we could not fulfill the requirements of the law, but He broke the control of sin over our lives so that we might follow the Spirit. John 8, 44 at the bottom of page 7. Who did we belong to before Christ? Jesus said the devil was our father. Did you know that we were born into the kingdom of darkness? What? Yes. We were born into the kingdom of darkness. Until we come to Christ. Until we come to Christ, we are part... We, it's, the scripture says we are enemies of God. Before, before Christ in our lives, we were enemies. We were part of the father of lies, what the scripture says. Next page is 1 John 3, 8, and it says, what did, why did Jesus come? Or what did he come to do? You remember that? He came to destroy the works of the devil. He came to destroy the works of the devil in our lives personally, maybe in our past, in our future, in the lives of our loved ones, our friends, wherever we are. He came to destroy the works of the devil. How do you think he's going to destroy the works of the devil? Well, he could do it just by himself. I mean, he could do it and just say, Satan, get out of here. But, but he left him here. He is going to show his power and glory through his men and women who are advancing his kingdom, who are yielding to his spirit. That's how he's going to destroy the works of the devil is through you. I, I know I'm preaching to the choir. Okay, I understand you know that. But it's good to be reminded of who you are and the charge on your life. That's the charge on your life is that God in His Spirit is going to work through you to destroy the works of the devil. And that's going to look different in each of our lives. But that's the reason Jesus came. He rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and He transferred us into His kingdom. So now you are citizens of the kingdom of God. Your citizenship is in a different place. It's not in the kingdom of darkness. Now, we might, we might live in some of the kingdom. You think about this. Listen, I know you've done this before, but if you throw a stone into a pond, man, the ripple effect, it just starts rippling out, especially when it's really calm. And you go to, and you throw a stone, every time you take action to advance His kingdom, there are ripples that are moving out. More than you'll ever know. More than you'll ever know. You're advancing His kingdom and impacting other people's lives. I tell you, if the Lord showed you and me the number of lives that you have impacted, we would get the big head. I think purposely He hides sometimes the influence that we have on other people's lives. But you need to understand this. You're impacting other people's lives by advancing His kingdom. 1 Peter 2.9 says that He called us out of darkness into His wonderful life. You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation for God's very own possession. 
You thought about that? You are His possession. That's who you are. Oh, by the way, I guess I'm out of town. We're, we're supposed to break up here. Well, there's quite a bit here. You can go, you can go over it later. You can. <laughs> just, just a couple other things, and I'm going to let you do your discussion. By the way, there is the comparison between the, the light and darkness here. Uh, when Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, I know a lot of you know this, but the word repent, the Greek word is metaneo. It's M-E-T. This is down on page 9. What does the word repent mean? Metaneo. M-E-T-A-N-O-E-I-O. That's a Greek word. Metaneo. Meta means to think differently. So when we say that, when Jesus said the word repent, He was saying, you guys have got to start thinking differently. Don't think like the world. You got to think differently. And then the neo means to exercise the mind, understand, be transformed so that you see what truly is going on around you. What truly is going on. It's more than you know. Last thing I'll say to you before you go to your discussion. And I think there's some questions in there maybe you're supposed to discuss. Is that right? Yeah. Or maybe, let's see here. I, I tell you what, you, one of the things you can do is you can, on the top of page 9, there's a question, what ways are you still under the influence of the kingdom of darkness? And by the way, I find, I don't know if they do this on purpose, but I find typos in here all the time. At the, at the top of uh, sheet 9, or not com completely, it says Matthew 4-7. That's really Matthew 4-17. And like I say, I don't know if they do that on purpose, just to see if you're really paying attention. But it's 417. Repent for the kingdom of God is near. Let me leave you with this last thought. Whatever is in front of you, look for the kingdom. Look for the kingdom. Look for the kingdom of God. Whatever is in front of you. Heidi Baker kind of put it this way. Remember what Heidi Baker, one of her famous sayings in her books is? Heidi Baker said, Love the person in front of you. That's as simple as it gets. Even the person who's cursing you, even the person who's cheated you, who has betrayed you, whoever has hurt you the most, is love the person in front of you. God will give you by the power of His Spirit. Let me pray for you as you go into your discussion. Father, I thank You for these men. Lord, I'm so blessed to think about these men that You have chosen as Your very own possession who are about advancing Your kingdom. Lord, strengthen them. Help them. Lord, where their discouragement comes, encourage them that you are advancing your kingdom in them day by day, moment by moment. Lord, for the older men in here who think that their best days are behind them, would you show them that their best days are in front of them? And for the younger men who are distracted in so many ways that they feel like they don't have time to do anything, Lord, would you show them that you're using them in every place that they step their foot. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name.
Amen. Michael, anything else we need to do? Just do your discussion. Yep. Yeah.